would you believe me if I told you that your credit score doesn't matter? Yes. Okay. You would you believe me? Would you believe me? She's looking at me like, should I should I not believe you? Should I not? maybe? Why doesn't it matter now? It doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. Well, why why are you saying yes? Why why, why uh, what's your reason for saying yes? Well, what if I was just an agree just to agree? <laughs> <laughs> Ooh, it's relational. Greetings and salutations, our good people. Welcome to another episode of. It's relational. My name is Kimar. My name is Diani. And today, 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 Diani, where are we located today? In BK, Brooklyn, all day. What's up? Hey, hey, hey. We are currently located in the Brooklyn Podcast Studio in the Park Slope area of Brooklyn. And on today's episode today, Diani, who, who, who we got? Who we got here with us? Who we got with us? We have the guy that will save your credit. Mm. What? Oh, dear. He also saved lives out here. Oh, oh my. Well, he saves families. Okay. Well, America is is run upon credit. So when right. she says save lives, essentially, that's valid. Okay. Well, the, I mean, yeah, you're not too far off, but saving lives. I mean, I've never had that being. Okay. I'll take it. I'll take it. I love it. Man, this man we have here is half man, half amazing. Oh, and, wow. And the other half is credit master. <laughs> so today, I want to welcome from his own channel, the Marvin Francois channel. And we have here Marvin, who's going to talk about what? Credits. What's going yes. on, bro? So big up, big up yourself, man. Lick shot, shot to fire flame. Yeah. Hey! Yeah, <laughs> so welcome to my Haitian brother. So I can say, Sapase, you know, Nabule. I answered the question already. So there you go. <laughs> I love it. I love but it. But thank you for coming on with us. We really appreciate your time. Right. And, and, you know, obviously your expertise that you're going to bestow upon the crowd and the community. So just thank you so much for coming on and joining us. Man, thank you guys so much for having me. I've heard amazing things about your platform. And anytime I get a chance to just come on and just educate people about one of the more important financial uh, tools, right, in the history of this country uh, and moving forward. You know, I always jump at that opportunity. So thank you for having me. I appreciate 100%, it. A hundred percent. A hundred percent. Welcome, welcome. Yes, yeah. yes. So normally on It's Relational, we either talk about life stories or we talk about relationships. However, no relationship is is good mm. if it starts out in a in a ter- in turmoil in terms of credit wise. Right. So we figured this would be a very great episode geared to helping people understand credit on a very very you know macro and every even micro level just to understand because again if you start out your relationship with bad credit Mm -hmm. your relationship might have bad credit there you go so like that like that like i love it So yes, it's and and also my startup relationships already struggling. Come on, mm-hmm. boom! There you go. It, it, what are we? Twenty twenty two? Yes. Right. There's no more time to be struggling. Not right. at all. Too no. many resources out there. Marvin is out there. I, I'm here somewhere. Credit Link restoration. Ring. Credit restoration. <laughs> there you go. So Marvin, we've already kind of talked a little bit about you, but can you give us a little bit backstory on you w- before we get into the content? So tell us a little bit about you, where you're from, mm-hmm. and then obviously we'll get into your credit background and go from there. So take it away. Let's do it. Uh, so what's going on, family? Good morning, good afternoon, good evening to all. My name is Marvin Francois. I'm the owner and founder of Takeoff Financial LLC. We are a credit restoration firm that uh, helps people uh, rebuild, restore, and repair their credit. Um, So how I got my start is actually very interesting. So um, my sophomore year of college, I actually had dropped out of school because I actually wanted to go into stand-up comedy full-time, right? So dropped out of college. I was uh, 
went to uh, CUNY, Brooklyn College. Shout out to all my CUNYs out there. Went to Brooklyn College. Woo-hoo. There City you tech. go. Yeah, City Tech, um, what's up? <laughs> got into college, was bouncing around, didn't really know what I wanted to do, but I had a knack for content creation, mm-hmm. right? I uh, had a couple videos that went viral just for me just telling jokes, doing skits, doing sketches. And in my mind, I'm like, this is what I'm supposed to be doing, not in college. Mm-hmm. Dropped out after fall semester of uh, my sophomore year of college to go into stand-up comedy full-time. Did that for three years, toured all across the country, headline comedy clubs, featured for uh, some comedians, had some had even more success online just through the content creation, was working my way up the ranks. Um, fast forward from 2017 to 2020, COVID happened. Mm. So from 2017 to 2020, I was really just putting my head down, putting the work and just trying to elevate myself as a comedian. And even though on... Um, even though on the front end, you know, it looked like I was, you know, working my way up the ranks and I was moving at a pretty fast pace. The bank account didn't really reflect that. Right. Mm. But at the time, I didn't really feel that because I'm just, you know, I'm putting in work and I'm not really thinking too much about it. COVID was kind of the first time in my career up until that point that things kind of slowed down. And I really had to just look at everything as a whole. And I was just like, OK, I'm doing OK for myself in comedy. But, you know, I come from a, a Haitian family. I'm a firstborn. My father's a little bit older in age. And there were a lot of different things going on at the time. At the time, my father had got sick. He actually caught COVID right mm. himself. So he was bedridden for like two weeks. My mom, she had ended up getting stuck in DR for like six months because of COVID. Because remember, the, air, the airport right. got shut down. Got yeah. shut down. Yeah. So that was kind of my first time ever experiencing or dealing with stuff like that. So I just had a lot of time to do some introspection. And it made me realize, like, as much as I loved comedy, I kind of saw where I wanted to be and where I was at. And I felt like the timeline was way too stretched. It was going to take me way mm. much, a lot longer to get where I wanted to get to through this lane of comedy. And I was like, all right, cool. You have to you have a decision to make. You can either keep stay with comedy or you can do something that's going to be a little bit more lucrative uh, a lot sooner so that in the event that, you know, something happens to your father, something happens to your mother, you're in position to take care of people. Right. So I wasn't going to be able to do it with the jokes, at least not yet. Right. (laughs) So I decided I was going to stop doing comedy and I was going to go full time into entrepreneurship. Didn't know what I was going to do. Right. So uh, all 2020, I'm bouncing around. I did everything. I'm selling T-shirts. I'm 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 drop shipping. I'm I'm trying to flip houses. I'm trying to get into stock options. Everything kept failing. Every nothing was working. One thing led to another. I found out about credit. Mm-hmm. Right, just started learning about credit through one building my own, and two following other people that had credit restoration companies of their own. Right, and it just clicked for me. Right, it just made a lot of sense. It was something that came easy to me. Moreover, I st- as more the more I learned, the dis- the more I realized how large of a disparity existed between my peers and the knowledge that I had. I would mm. go back and tell people like, yo, do you know if you do this, your score will go up this much. If you do this, this will help your profile to look like this. And, it, and they're looking at me like I'm speaking in Chinese. They're like, what the heck are you talking about, mm. right? But as I'm learning and as I'm going, the girl I was dating at the time was like, yo, you should really look into getting into, into this a little bit more. Like, you seem like you're really passionate about this. Around the same time she told me that, a week later, a gentleman I was following very closely, uh, Haitian CEO, shout out to my guy Herman Dulce, mm-hmm. he launched a class in Philadelphia on how to start your own credit restoration company. At the time, I was dead broke, didn't have any money, had to make some phone calls, borrowed money, went out to the class, it was like 1500 went there, and that kind of was what got the ball rolling right, for me right. to get into the credit mm-hmm. restoration field. Started my credit rest- restoration company in November of 2020, but I couldn't get a soul under the sun to come sign up with my servicing. Nobody wanted to book a consultation with me. Nobody wanted to, you know, because I'm a new company. I'm wet behind right. the ears, breath smelling like something. Like, I'm a baby to entrepreneurship, right? I'm a baby to credit restoration. 
a friend that I had at the time, he was like, listen, if you want to get some leads into your business, start a YouTube channel and teach this, the same stuff you're teaching us, teach these people on YouTube because right. you're giving us all this game. You got to start putting it out there on it. I'm like, man, you tripping. He's like, do a YouTube channel. I'm like, man, you tripping. He's like, if I tell you again, I'm going to knock you over the head with a camera. I'm like, all right, cool. Gotta, <laughs> we we, we going to do this YouTube channel. My first YouTube video that I put out around credit, I taught people how to remove inquiries off their credit report in mm -hmm. 24 hours. Within a month, that video blew up. Like hey. right now, it's sitting at like 380,000, 350,000 views nice. on YouTube. Wow, that's nice. I'm like, all right, maybe it's, this, is, this is luck. Do another video after that. My second video after that also uh, blows up. I think it did like 100,000 views where I was just teaching people how to freeze with secondary credit reporting agencies, things like that. And the more content I put out, it just kept going and nice. going and going. But then those same people that were watching those videos were signing up with the credit restoration company. Boom. Calendar going crazy. Boom. The rest is history. Here we are now. Hey. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Hey. Wow. You know, doing a little something. That's song. amazing. So that's what's up. That's what's up. I got to touch back on, you know, you said you came from like a comedy, comedic right. perspective. Right. Quick shout outs to an earlier guest, Chiseled Adonis. Yes. Because I'm sure you guys had, you know, similar beginnings because I know obviously he started comedy. A very, you know, that's you know, who I thought ago. about too. I was yeah, like, yeah, yeah. <laughs> we started around the same time. Exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Exactly. yeah. yeah. He just kept going comedy. He said, "You know what? I know I'm funny. Right. I'm probably funnier than Chiseled, but right? You know what? Let and, me and, and better looking. If he's watching this, and better looking. <laughs> yeah, yeah. There you go. Um, so that's what's up, man. That's what's up. So it's it's just I understand how important it is, right? To have good credit, especially if you live in the United States of America. Facts. People would rather see your credit score first than know you after. It, it's almost, you know what." banks and and all type of loans don't care about your name they care about your credit facts so so this is going to be a gem of an episode yeah. let's do it so also you're you said you're on youtube yes yes how many subscribers are you looking at on youtube right now right now i think we're at 52 or 53.8 thousand something like that don't do a little something something okay don't do a little something okay don't do a little something we're getting there okay. you know, like little, little by little we're getting there nice. we're getting there yes sir listen inch by inch it's a pinch right i love that yes it is indeed right. yeah so we just you know we're just trying to educate the masses and just provide as much value as possible because like i said you know and you guys you just touched on it there's just such a huge disparity that exists between us as a people whether you're mm -hmm. jamaican haitian african whatever it may be and just understanding of credit right, right. We're, always, we're always taught about cash and but nobody taught us yeah. about credit. And, mm -hmm. and through credit, that's where the real power and leverage comes from. So any help that I can provide through my content, through my companies, through anything that I do to help close that gap and bring people closer and closer to understanding right. how to use credit, how to leverage credit and how important credit is, I would have done my uh, I would have done my just do. So that's where Boom. we're at. Boom. Let's like go. That. Let's go. Let's get this man to 100,000 by the end of the year. Let's go. Yes. Let's oh, yeah. go. Oh, 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 yes. Let's yes. Go. I need that plaque. That, that YouTube, plaque. I need that plaque. Right? Yes. Hey, We're we running for it too, man. We're let's not, go. We're not, you know, as there with you, but, you know, we we buck past 1,000 yes, already. Congratulations. To all our Congratulations. Hey, turn man, on your huge. notification bells. Okay? Let's go. <laughs> Tap, turn them on. Turn them on. Let's go. So then, Danny, let's now get into the serious questions. Like, this is going to be groundbreaking. Like, let's mm. do this. Let's, let's break do this. Let's do it. Uh, okay, Kamar. <laughs> <laughs> okay, Marvin. So why is credit so important? That's a great question. Ooh. The most important question, right? So if you're watching this, you're like, okay, I, he, he, I keep hearing this word credit, 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 credit. Why? What is so important about credit, right? Somebody's watching. It's like, I don't need credit. I got cash. If I got cash, I'm good. Mm -hmm. Credit is important because credit provides leverage, right? Mm -hmm. I try and tell people this all the time. When it comes to your credit report, your credit report is like a financial resume. What your credit report allows for you to do is it allows for you to take previous and current relationships that you've had with banks and lenders, whether it was through an auto loan, right? You 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 
you know, finance the car, whether it was through a mortgage, you finance the house, whether it was through a credit card, whether it was through a line of credit, whatever it may be, you can now take those relationships that are documented on your credit report, your financial resume, and use that as leverage to go do a plethora of things. Maybe right. you, maybe you want to go get funding for a business that you want to start. Maybe you want to get a house, get a car, get whatever it may be. Cash is not going to be able to provide you that, mm -hmm. right? But your credit report, this thing that's going to document how you've handled relationships with other banks and lenders is going to give you the power. Think about it like this. Let's say we have us three right here, right? Let's say um, um, I come to you and I'm looking to borrow $100, right? But you know that I've borrowed $100 from Kamar before. The first thing that you're probably going to do, because he's a mutual friend of ours, is you're going to go check with him before you give me this money to make sure that you know, you, you feel comfortable loaning this money back because you're going to get it, right? And let's say you go to Kamar and you're like, listen, Marvin's coming to me. He wants to borrow $100. I know he borrowed $100 from you before. Uh, what was that experience like? And he starts going crazy. Don't, 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 don't give no mm. money to this, this Haitian youth, right? Don't give no, <laughs> don't give no money to his brother. He hasn't even paid me back yet. I'm over here chasing this dude down. He's terrible. He's this, he's that. What are the chances now that you're going to let me borrow your $100? Zero. Mm. I will say, you know what, Marvin? Money tight. I don't have it. Right. There you go. Now let's flip it, right? Let's say I come back to you again. I'm, I'm, let's say I'm not Marvin. I'm, 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 another, I'm Joshua, whoever, right? I come to you and I'm looking to borrow $100. You do the same thing. You know, I borrowed $100 from Kamar. You go to him to check in. You're like, hey, listen, Joshua wants to borrow this money from me. I know he borrowed money from you before. What was your experience with Joshua? He's like, oh, he's solid. Matter of fact, not only did he borrow money from me, but he even gave me an additional like $5, $10, $15 on top of it just as a thank you. What are the chances that you're going to let me, Joshua, borrow that money from you? Right away. Right away. Mm. That's credit. Simply put, that that analogy basically breaks down what credit is. You're taking positive, you're you're showing your positive and or negative relationships that you've had with people that you've borrowed money from that you've used to finance certain things, and you're using that as leverage to once again go do other things that you may be looking to do somewhere down the line. Get a house, get a car, get funding, whatever it may be. So that's why credit is so important because it gives you a lot of leverage that cash simply just does not give you. Wow. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Not, no, no. I mean, it, it makes sense now why right. credit is so important. Like mm -hmm. you said, it's like your financial resume. Right. So this is really good. Really good. Thank yeah. You. And also, it's a part of your dating resume. Oh, 100%. Listen, you got to be prepared to answer the question yeah. when you get asked on the first date. So, what's your credit score? Right. Listen, yeah. don't be saying, oh, you know, girl, it's like 550. Right, yeah, yeah. She's yeah. gonna be like, you know, I, I gotta use the bathroom. If you gotta use the bathroom, by the time you come out, I'm gone. Yeah, we gotta. <laughs> <use>. yeah. <laughs> we gotta she gonna go. leave. There you go. Yeah. <laughs> she gonna leave. There you go. So it's very important. Again, across the board, regardless of what you're doing, credit is 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 always. It, they like to say cash is king. Right. But cash, you know, if you don't have enough cash, mm -hmm. it ain't king for you. There you go. Exactly. 100%. So rolling into our next question, Senor. Let's do it. All right. What would be the best way to start building credit since it's so important? Like, I love that question. So there are a couple of different ways, right? I'm a, I'll give you guys a couple of different routes. So you can start off by using different credit building accounts, mm -hmm. right? Um, so there are a couple of different routes that you take. One one account that I could recommend for the audience is a program that's called Self Lender. I'm not sure if you guys are familiar with it. Mm -hmm. Self Lender. So Self Lender is a great way. If you, I'm talking about if you have little to no credit at all and you're watching this episode right now and you're looking for a great place to start, I love Self Lender. So for those who don't know, Self Lender is basically a certificate of deposit that's going to show on your credit report as a installment loan, right? Mm -hmm. So what happens is essentially when you sign up for a self lender, you're basically paying yourself to save and also build your credit. So with self lender, when you go on their website, which is self.inc, it's going to allow you to get four different options. You're going to take the cheapest option, which I believe is $25 a month. 
The reason why you're going to take that option is because there are multiple components that make up your credit score, one of which is on, is a length of credit history, right? Mm. So which is basically, you know, just the overall age and history of all the different accounts that you have on there. So when you're going to sign up for self-lender, you're going to take the cheapest option because with the $25 option, it's going to sit on your credit report for two years. Mm -hmm. So while you're paying that account on a month-to-month basis, it's also going to help to build your history even more over the course of that two-year duration that is on there, right? And the best part about it is, like I said, it's a certificate of deposit. So at the end of those two years, all that money that you put in, you're going to get back minus interest. So now you got your money back. You were able to get an account on your credit report that shows positive payment history for up to two years, and you were able to do it without a hard inquiry, right? Because there are certain credit building accounts that you can get put on your report, but they're going to require a hard pull. Self-lender doesn't. So that's one way that you can start building credit. Another way is a program called Rent Reporters. Do you guys know about Rent Reporters? Is that where they um, report... I mean, obviously, it's, it's, it's a name. self-explanatory. It's yeah, your, your credit. Well, um, your, your, your rent. report your rent. Right. So, rent reporters is another great one. So, essentially, rent reporters is pretty self-explanatory. Is a program that you could sign up for where your rental payments are reported on your credit report. Now, one downside to it is that unfortunately, it only shows on your TransUnion credit report and mm-hmm. not all three, which is unfortunate. But one great thing about it is someone may hear that and may be watching it because, you know, we got a lot of we may have some young people that are watching this and they're like, OK, I would love to use that. But I live home. I'm at home with mom. I'm at home with dad. I don't I don't pay rent. Right. Here's a here's a, a great trick. When I signed up with rent reporters at the time, I, too, was living with family. Right. So I wasn't paying rent. Rent reporters is very lenient with how they go about collecting information to confirm if you're actually paying rent or not. So you can sign up with rent reporters. You can say your mom, your dad, your uncle, whoever it is that you live with is your landlord. Set your rental payment for whatever number you want to make it, 800, 1,000, 2,000, whatever it may be. Rent reporters is then going to take the information that you put down for that landlord, who's your mom, your dad, your cousin, whatever. They're going to call and send them an email to confirm. And then from there, it's going to be able to take that payment history on a month to month basis and show it on your TransUnion report. Mm-hmm. Even though you're not actually, you may not actually be paying rent, right? As someone who's living at home with family. All they're going to do to confirm that you're paying rent is call you once a month and say, oh, excuse me, call the landlord on file once a month, your mom, your dad, your uncle, whoever, and say, hey, has Kamar paid his rent this month? Yeah. Yes, he has. All right. Hang up. Call you again next month. And that's it. And what's even great, even better about uh, Rent Reporters is that it backdates um, your payment history up to two years. So one dope thing about it is that you can basically have that account pop up on your report showing that you've had positive payment history going back two years to help add to your length of credit history. Cause that's the one thing on your credit report you can't manipulate. Right. So that's another account. And then one more, if I wanted to give you guys one is a, you could do a secured loan. Hey. So with a secured loan, all that it's kind of similar to self lender, but basically you would find a bank that you have a relationship with, mm-hmm. open a savings account with them, put like two hundred, three hundred dollars. It doesn't have to be a lot, right? And you could borrow against that money, right? Right. Once you borrow against that money, it would now appear on your credit report, right, as an installment loan. Excuse me, as a secured loan, which is an installment line of credit, and you could pay it back based off whatever terms you and the bank are able to agree to. So those are three very simple ways that you can go about just start building your credit, all of which do not do hard pulls on your credit report. So you're maximizing building your credit while minimizing the amount of hard inquiries you have on your report. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Look at that. Look at that. And, you know, normally some people say, oh, go to your nearest department store, go get that credit card from that store. So (laughs) you just give a soft but major hack. Like he said, maximizes the results you're looking for Facts. but minimizes i guess you want to say the risk right you know so amazing thank you amazing yeah, i like that, that too and what did i say earlier 
There's so many resources out there. So many. So many resources. So, so many. It's like if you don't fix your credit, it's just like you just don't care. Right, 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 right. <laughs> you just don't care. <laughs> That's just what it is. And you being irresponsible. She said it with so much disgust. You just yeah, don't like, care. You don't care. Like, yeah. You just don't How are you living life? You, yeah. You know? Yeah. I'm yeah. not a Yeah, 100%. You can't be a sponger your whole life, you know? You know, it's true. It's true. Yeah, so fix your credit. Get it right. Listen to Marvin. Please. <laughs> Subscribe to his channel, please. Please. <laughs> so at what point would it make sense to be an authorized user for someone else? I'm and sorry, what, I, I and what are the benefits and risks to do things for all parties? That's a good question. Ooh. Now notice, there's some people that when, when I was talking about building credit, a lot of people, when they think about building credit, that's the that's the main way that most people are, intro- number one, introduced to credit, mm-hmm. right? And number two, taught that's how to build credit. So when is it a good time to become an authorized user on someone else's credit report? I love that because there's a very large misconception that exists when it comes to credit building. And I actually just made a video about this last night. Mm -hmm. There's a very large misconception that's out there when it comes to credit building and, you know, becoming an authorized user on someone's credit. Mm -hmm. So first, to explain, if if you're watching this and you don't know, to become an authorized user on someone else's credit is essentially when you piggyback off of someone else's payment history and their credit history, right? They basically take you, they add you as a user to a credit card that they have. So let's say you, Kamar, you have a, a credit card with Discover for $10,000. It's, you know, five years old and I have a no credit, right? And I'm looking to kind of get things rock and rolling. What most people will do is they will go, I will, most people in my situation will go to you be like, hey, Kamar, listen, man, I'm trying to start building my credit. Can you add me as an authorized user on your credit card? You add me as an authorized user on your credit card. Now, within a couple of days, weeks, that payment history and that length of credit history will now populate onto my credit report right mm-hmm. so if i had little to no credit before and that's the first thing that appears on my credit it looks good on the front end because now it's like oh my goodness i have you know a pro- whatever potential score you had is probably what i have now which is probably like a 700 and some change and i have your history and all these other different things but the thing about it is that when it comes to becoming an authorized user, it's a it's more so a strategy and not an end-all, be-all. Mm-hmm. So a lot of people treat it like an end-all, be-all. And what I mean by that is, you know, when it comes to becoming an authorized user, number one, you should not be looking to become an authorized user if your credit is not is not restored is not repaired, right? So if you have negative items on your credit report, you should not be looking to become an authorized user on someone else's credit card. Um, and also, if you have little to no credit at all, you should not be looking to become an authorized user on someone else's credit card. I would say that, number one, you want to make sure your credit is clean. And number two, you want to make sure, sure that you've already started building your own personal credit report, And I'm, which is why I'm happy we asked that previous question before. Once you're at a, at least six months, then you could start playing with the idea of it potentially becoming an authorized user on someone else's credit. But even then, the third thing that I would say is that you also want to wait until you're ready to apply for something. Because it's a strategy, right? The banks are able to see that this line of credit is not primarily yours. It belongs to Kamar, right? So because it belongs to you, the only reason that I should be looking to use it is if I know I'm about to go finance a car, go finance a house, or I'm looking to apply for credit cards and I want to make my profile look a little... It's like a little sprinkle. It's like like a little little touch, a little, 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 you know, a little (laughs) emphasis, right? So unless I'm looking to go apply for something within within a near time frame, I shouldn't be looking to become an authorized user on someone else's card. And one risk that comes from me being a, a, a authorized user on your card is I have to now worry on a month to month basis or, or hope on a month to month basis that you make sure you're paying your bill on time. Right. There have been times within my credit restoration company where people have come in. And they've had negative, you know, late payments and stuff like that. That didn't even come from them. It came from them being an AU on someone else's credit card. Mm. And what's crazy is, is, is even after, you know, they removed themselves. Like, let's say, I've seen a situation where a young lady, she was an AU on her dad's credit card. He got a late payment. The late payment populated on her credit report. Mm. 
she removed herself. But guess what? That AU account is still going to show as a closed account. So now you just got your credit messed up because you were just sitting on as an AU on someone else's card, right? Right. 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 So it's it's tricky. Now, obviously, you're going to do your due diligence beforehand. And if you're finding someone that has five, six, seven years worth of positive payment history, the chances of them getting a late payment somewhere down the line is slim to none. But it's still possible, which is why you want to make sure you don't do that unless you're getting ready to apply for something. You use it as a strategy. You get in. As an AU, you apply for whatever it is you're applying for, you get out, and then that's it. And you move on from there. Boom. Yeah, boom. that's, um, I guess I am a special person then. Why you say that? Why you say that? Because um, <clears throat> initially, I wasn't thinking about credit. Okay. I wasn't. And getting with Kamar is mm. how I even got credit. <laughs> Look at God. Oh, me? Black man. Yes. Look at all me? Black yes. man. Oh. Come on, black you know, man. As you know, you guys, you know, you know our story. We started out in high school because, mm. you know, when you're in high school, you're not thinking about credit. Right. And then, you know, we stayed together, mm-hmm. went to college together and everything. And I think it was around college when you started doing credit and stuff. Yeah. Shout out to my mom. She's the one who said, you know, you need to build credit. American, you know, run upon credit. You know, <laughs> verbatim. So, you know, she was the one who really encouraged it. And then everything else after that point was just my own self-knowledge that I sought. You wow. know, myself. Yeah, and That's he crazy. just he just grabbed me along with him. So, yes, I've been in the AU. My guy. Just throw it in the bag. And yeah, I've just on. been an authorized user. <laughs> Let's go. I love it. You but know? listen, my credit course is top notch. There you go. Ask about me, right? Let's 700 go. And, uh, Let him know. With the, with the head nod. hundred. With the head nod. 700 and up, all right? There you go. Come all on right. up. All right, so. man. All right, good, good, good. So that means you're 700. That means, hold on, hold on, hold on. So if I'm reading this correctly, that means your 700 truly comes from moi. There yes. you go. Yes, but I but the thing was I could have gotten my own credit card. Okay, go. I just you know I wasn't thinking <laughs> about it, <laughs> and go. I was paying I was paying my own bills and stuff. It just I didn't know these kind of resources that, that Marvin was talking about well, that would have made me actually build my own credit early on. Have you already? But you already started building your own credit. Uh, are you are you still strictly just the AU, or have you started building your own credit? I'm strictly just the AU, right? You should why, know the why you, you got to know the answer. answer. <laughs> I'm saying you, you should see what I'm know talking the about? I don't even know. I'm strictly just the AU. See, that's not good. Okay, like, let me let me cut you off. I'm sorry. Cap, she actually has her own credit. She is building her own credit. Oh, okay, so I, I am. I'm How building... does he know? But you don't know what's what's going on on the It's Relational podcast, <laughs> ladies and gentlemen. The thing is, I what just, is going on? The thing is, I just get the credit cards. I'm told I can spend what you know spend. And then my money that pulls into with Goodness his great. money Goodness with gracious. the same account, we pay for the bill. So all I know is that I'm paying for the bill. All, that's I'm all I know. Well, good. I, yeah, that's all I, I, I just, know. But at the same time, and, that, and I'm actually happy that you, because you said something, but you said something that was key. And I, 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 before you get into your next question, I want to make sure I touch on this too. Yeah. Um, you, you were basically talking about, you know, 700, this and this. I want to make sure, and I make sure I try and I say this, I preach as much as possible. Would you believe me if I told you that your credit score doesn't matter? Yes. Okay. You would you believe me? Would you believe me? She's looking at me like, should I should I not believe you? Should I not? maybe? Why doesn't it matter now? It doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. We go. Well, why why are you saying yes? Why why why? Uh, what's your reason for saying yes? Well, what if I was just in agreement just to agree? <laughs> <laughs> Listen, but I, 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 <laughs> let me use this as a teaching moment. I'm very happy that you gave the reaction. Right? Every there are a lot of people who's watching this and they tapped on this episode because they're like, I want to learn how to get an 850. Your credit score doesn't matter, right? The reason why I say that is because when I first started building credit, I, like you, was an authorized user on someone else's credit uh, credit card, right? My first credit score ever, I believe, was like a 760, 770, whatever, right? On paper, that looks beautiful. The problem is if I took my credit profile at that time and used it to try and go apply for another credit card, house, car, whatever it may be, 
the, the banks would have laughed at me, right? Mm-hmm. The reason why is because even though my score said one thing, my credit profile yeah. said another. Oh. So that's what I mean when I say that your credit <laughs> score doesn't matter. So that's one big... If you guys don't walk away with anything else from this interview, um, your credit score is not what matters. Your credit profile is what matters, right? So you want to use the information that we touched on in the questions earlier to start building your credit profile because if your credit profile is not properly structured and properly built out... You could have a 770 and get denied for things that someone with a 660 will get approved for. Boom. That's a yeah. fact. You understand? I've seen it happen all the time. And if you're really in credit, a lot of people like myself who are using their credit on a day-to-day for like leveraging into business and all these different things, most of us aren't walking around here with, you know, 770s and 780s. We probably sit around like the low 700s, high 600s. But guess what? There are people who have 750s who are just AUs. I'm not, not a shot at you. They're just AUs. And, you know, they can't do half the things that me and other people are able to do it. So if you guys don't take nothing else away from this episode, your credit score does not matter. Right. It's about your credit profile, not your credit score, because you can have a great you can have a great credit score and have a poor credit profile. But if you have a great credit profile, the credit score is going to follow. Well, Mm. now you all know There you go. I was an AU and I graduated to my own building credit profile. Come on so now. I can buy a house. There you go. And we did buy a house. There you go. Oh. Yes. Hey. Yes. <laughs> yes. I and it. I can get a lease on a car too. Okay. So. There you go. Come I mean, now. you know these finance companies. So you can't companies. be an AU for your whole life. Now you know. No. Don't do it. <laughs> but you know these finance companies, no matter what you do, not a mortgage, but like, you know, um, uh, auto loans, they'll say good credit, bad credit, no credit, no problem. They'll get you approved. Listen, man, that's a whole nother. Marvin, I ain't going to have him touch on that because I know he would tear it apart. Come on now. But as she said, yes, her credit score is really good. She was a co-signer when we went to go buy our first house mm-hmm. back in 2019. Yes, so my history was important. My work life was important, okay? There you go. Yes, I was 50-50 with that. There you go. <laughs> Goodness gracious. The only thing I guess I, I would just, you know, go back to that moment was, you know, we had bought a house first mm-hmm. and then at that point we financed the car after. Okay. So, um, you know, purchasing the house, our credit score kind of took a, a downturn mm-hmm. because of the large purchase. So when we went for the car, you know, that interest rate was a little higher than I preferred, but I got it fixed out after a while. There you go. But, um, yeah. Boom. But, yeah. I definitely agreed with you when you were saying, you know, um, your credit score don't matter. You know, that's very controversial when people hear it on the surface. Right. But when you get into the the nitty gritty of it, it's like, yeah, you know, your history, you know, really matters. I was going to say that, but you beat me to it. So thank you. I saw you was about it. You was about it. And I just, I'm sorry. Fellow four eyes. You was right there. Just take notes, guys. Just take notes. Take notes. Just notes. This is fired up. So I'll say it already. We're we're probably not that long into the episode, Mm -hmm. but my cup runneth over. Let's Which go. basically means I'm really enjoying this episode. Thank you so much. I appreciate it. Oh, man. It. Thank you. So transitioning into our next question. Let's we do it. We are a relationship-based podcast. So I love this it. one is really good. What, the importance of knowing credit score prior to being engaged or married. Like, is it important to know your significant other if they have any credit card debt? So take that away. Like, what's your thoughts? Uh, that's a good question. I think it is important, right? Because preferentially you would like to, if you have good credit, you also want to be with someone else who has good credit. You want to make sure that you're going into a relationship or marriage or whatever may be equally yoked. But at the same time, I also think more important than that intention is, is intention. And we kind of talked about this off air, but intention is important, right? So what I mean by that is, um, if I have great credit and I'm extremely interested in a woman and we're dating, whatever it may be, we've been together for some time um, and maybe her credit isn't the best, but I see that she's trying to take actionable steps towards improving it and bettering her score and things of that nature. I'm not going to allow that to make or break us getting into a relationship, especially if we've sat down, whether it was on one occasion or on several occasions and we're like, all right, this is the game plan. 
for how we're going to fix your score, how we're going to get rid of this credit card debt and how we're going to do all these different things. Whereas if I have great credit and I'm interested in courting you or whatever the case may be, and you have bad credit and I'm trying to help you and you're hard headed, you're <laughs> stubborn, you have no interest whatsoever under the sun about fixing it. We're going back and forth about then, you know, this is this is a, a ship that's sailing nowhere. Right. So preferentially, I would say that, you know, once again, you would prefer to be with someone uh, that has great credit, like for myself. I would like to like to be with someone that has great credit. But if I meet an amazing woman, you know, life happens, right? Mm-hmm. And a lot of people have bad credit, and it's not even their fault. Some right. people, they was put on cable bills and electric bills and things like that from when they was young, and they found out at the last second, I'm not going to fault that against you, especially if you're looking for a solution to that problem. So for me, like I said, I would like to be with someone that has great credit, and I would say that anyone who has great credit should be looking for that. But if you meet someone that's amazing, and their credit isn't the best, but they are taking the steps required to get themselves out of that situation. I would say that, you know, that's also you can also take them into serious consideration for marriage and partnership and things Boom. like that. I okay. like that. Look that that is use proper discernment. There you go. That's all it is. Use proper discernment and right. think. Don't go. be so overwhelmed with, oh, you know, he looks good or she looks good, but the credit is crappy and she don't want to yeah, do it. Yeah, he yeah. don't want to do it, but they look good though. Yeah, no, yeah, yeah. don't don't let the it's not worth it. Right. Don't let it don't mess you up, man. There you go. No one to struggle relationship. Yeah, because right, right, essentially, you know, once you become married, you're one union. 100%. So you, their credit score really matters now in your history. Right. Yeah, send them student loans too. Ooh. Uh-oh. 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 Goodness yeah. gracious. Uh-oh. Yeah. Are, are, we talk- are we touching that? Are we touching that? <laughs> I'm just saying, What's like... What's student loan debt? Yeah, student loan yeah. debt. Like, you know, you... you everything that they... Their baggage, just like your baggage, right. it all comes together. And then it's like... Hold up now. <laughs> mm-hmm. 100%. Hold up now. Well, at the current moment, you know, they're looking to, um, I don't want to say garnish, but like, you know, wipe out or remove. It's was not it all colleges, though. It's like some. It's like federal, I believe. It is? I believe okay. it's federal. Because I know it was like, it wasn't like everything. Well, you talk about the the, the student loan debt earlier. Yeah. yeah. Yes, I think it's only federal. But I also saw some news that came recently that I think they're pausing that. Blocked. Yep. Yeah, they blocked that. Yeah. 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 So maybe... If, well, some people took some time to during the pandemic to actually still pay on their student loans. And yes. like we had a friend of ours like finished paying off his student loan during the pandemic because he didn't stop. And some people, I think they put theirs in like forbearance or something like that. Correct? Yeah, like yeah. it's a mortgage. Gotcha, gotcha. Yeah. Bro. So <laughs> there you go. Like it's a mortgage. There you go. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But you should have took advantage of when they paused, if not um, zero interest during the pandemic. Okay. Why? What? So yeah. you're paying your student loans with no interest. Mm. Now it may be high, but you know, pandemic is you know kind of still here. But right. you know, what I mean, like you know, take advantage of that time. But anyway, we're not getting into that topic um, <laughs> because I can go in. But it was funny the type of person you mentioned who you know somebody who's not willing to listen mm-hmm. and hard headed. Why that sounded like somebody from the Caribbean? Yeah, be like that. You know, uh, <laughs> I've, I've I've dated my fair share of women that fit that description, and you know, I mean, on my end, I, like I said, I've dated women that didn't had great credit, and I've also dated women that had terrible credit profiles, and you know, it, I've seen both sides of the coin. Where well, someone I'll be like, do this, do this, do this, and they're like, all right, boom, 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 and they, and they get it done, and others that are just like, no, I'm not, I'm not going to do it. I'm like, all right, well, guess we're done here, and then that's pretty much it. So yeah, it, it's just our natural nature. We just come from a very stubborn. You understand? Big it, facts. It is. It is yes. what it is. Big it facts. is what it is. So what is the difference between a hard inquiry and a soft inquiry? Ooh. Great question. Better answer. Watch this. So hard inquiry and a soft inquiry. So an inquiry is essentially when you apply for a, a line of credit, car, house, whatever the case may be, and that lender 
uh, uh, pulls your credit report to the, to they basically pull that financial resume. They look over it to determine if they're going to approve or deny you. And if they do approve you, what kind of terms they're going to approve you for. So we talk about a hard inquiry versus a soft inquiry. A simply put, a soft inquiry is when a uh, lender does a pull on your credit report, but they don't leave a mark on your credit report to let future lenders know that they looked at it. Mm. Whereas a hard inquiry is when a lender does a pull on your credit report and they do leave a mark on your credit report to let future lenders know that they looked at it. Now, when it comes to a hard inquiry, a hard inquiry can stay on your credit report for up to two years, mm -hmm. but it'll stop negatively affecting your score anywhere between six to 12 months after it was posted. Right. right. And when it is posted, it can drop your score anywhere between like five to seven, five to 12 points something like that depending on you know the data points and all the other things that you have going on in your report so when it comes to inquiries and this is very important you want to make sure that across all three credit reporting agencies experian transunion equifax with each one you never want to have more than three to four hard inquiries showing on your credit report right the reason being is because once again this is your financial resume so if a lender does a pull on your credit report to determine your credit worthiness for something of theirs that you're applying for and they see you have four, five, six, seven inquiries, especially if they were all within a short span of time. As a lender, I got a cause for concern. Going back to the analogy, right? Let's say, once again, you have a friend that's coming to you guys looking to borrow money. You find out that he acts like 20 other people on the block to borrow money. He's just bouncing around trying to get this $100, trying to get this $100. For you as someone who he's getting ready to come to for, for money, if you find out that he acts 20 other people, right, for, for this $100, doesn't it make you a little bit anxious to give him the money as well? Because it's like... Why are you asking all these people for this money? 100%. Same thing that yeah. the banks same thing that the banks are thinking to themselves too. So this is exactly why it's extremely important to once again minimize how many inquiries that you have on there. So you always want to keep it below three to four inquiries. Anything beyond that, and you you just look greedy. You look thirsty, <laughs> right? It's not it's not a good look at all. So that's the difference between the two. Okay. Good, good, good. Now, I have a two-part question. Let's now. do it. So you said credit worthiness, right? Yes, sir. That's a big credit word. It is. What does that mean? Credit worthiness is simply just your worthiness. <laughs> it's very self-explanatory, but just your worthiness to get approved for whatever form of credit that you're applying for. So your credit worthiness is determined by your credit report, a.k.a. your financial resume, right? So, um, and I, actually, this is good because this is the one thing I haven't done yet. Is it okay with you if I break down how a credit Go report ahead. is supposed to be structured? Go ahead. Fantastic. All right. So- your credit worthiness is going to be determined by your credit report. So you want to make sure that you're educated and you understand how to properly structure a credit report, right? So what does that look like? We talked about the inquiries. That's one thing. Like I said, when it comes to your inquiries, you never want to have more than three, four max on any of the credit reporting agencies. I say any of the credit reporting agencies because not all lenders pull from all three credit reporting agencies. Mm -hmm. Some lenders only pull from Experian. Some only pull from Equifax. Some only pull from TransUnion. Some pull from two of the three and some pull from all of the three. Capital One, I hate you, right? There's that. <laughs> so uh, we have we have hard increase. That's one part that makes up your, 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 your credit report and contributes to your credit worthiness. Then you have... Um, Length of credit history, right? We talked about that before. That's my the one that I have the love-hate relationship with because that's a part of your credit that you can't almost can't manipulate because it's time, right? What's your how long have you had these relationships with different credit accounts that are on your credit report, right? And that also contributes to your credit worthiness. That makes up 15% of your overall credit score, mm -hmm. right? Another thing that contributes to your credit worthiness is credit card utilization, right? Right. So, or amount owed, as as some credit uh, credit diagrams will show it as. So, basically, what that is is that has to do with your revolving credit. So, in credit, there are two types of credit. There's installment lines of credit. So that's loans, student loans, auto loans, mortgages, things like that. 
and then you have revolving lines of credit, which is simply just credit cards, right? Revolving meaning lines of credit that you can carry a revolving balance on on a month-to-month basis. That is connected to your uh, credit card utilization. When it comes to your credit card utilization, you never want to have your utilization above 10%. Now, a lot of people will say you never want to have it above 30. 30. 30 mm-hmm. is okay if you want to be average, but we didn't, we didn't come on the It's Relational podcast to be average. You understand Ooh, what I'm saying? No, we, no, no. We, we get more here to be great. We excellent. We came out here, here to be ex- excellent. Ex- indeed, right? Delicioso. All the Spanish words, right? <laughs> <laughs> you, you, muy bien, gracias, you usted. You understand? <laughs> so, 30% is okay, right? And But the thing about 30% is if your credit card utilization is at 30%, it won't hurt your score, but it won't help it either. We want to do things that are going to help our score, help our profile, help our credit worthiness, right? So 10% is great because if your overall credit card utilization is at 10% or below, it's optimizing your score, Mm -hmm. right? It's improving your overall score. Uh, It's it's helping to improve your overall profile and your score. And that makes up 30% of your overall score. And then you also have um, payment payment history, which is the most important thing that makes up your, your credit worthiness, right? Your right. credit profile. That's 35% of your credit report. And with payment history, it's basically your ability to pay things on time. We talked about it at the top of the podcast. When you borrow money from these banks, from these credit card companies, from these lenders, pay it on time. I've said it before. I'll say it again. And for all the cash-heavy people, they might think it's controversial, but it's true. If it's on your credit report, by any means necessary, make sure you pay it on time. Because one of the worst things that you could do to your credit is get a late payment on there. I've literally seen one late payment drop people's credit scores 100 plus points. It's not a game, ladies and gentlemen. It's not a game at all, right? And and on top of that, a late payment can stay on your credit report for up to seven years. Years, But of course, it stops negatively affecting it after two. So you want to make sure that you're paying anything on your credit report on time, even if it means overdrafting your bank account. Right. I said it and I'll say it again. Even if it means overdrafting your bank account, don't care. Make sure you're paying time. No, it's serious. That's big. That's very, very important. And then the last part that makes up your credit worthiness is new credit. This is actually one of the smallest portions of your credit. But basically... With new credit is just no, not new credit. Sorry, credit mix. Basically, just how uh, how diverse your credit report is, right? So, kind of going back to the the financial resume thing. If you pull somebody's resume and you see that they have work experience at this position, work experience at that position, work experience at that position, it entices you more as an employer, right, to want to hire them and give them employment because it's like, oh, this guy or this woman is well versed in this thing that they're looking to apply for. Same thing that the banks are looking at. If I see that you have great history with credit cards. Great history with auto loans, great history with student loans and a mortgage and all these things. You look like a very great candidate and your credit worthiness is that much accentuated in my eyes, right? Because I've seen that you not only know how to manage great history with just credit card companies, but with all these types of credit accounts. So that's essentially the things that contribute to credit worthiness. Whoa. You know what I'm saying? Whoa. whoa. <laughs> that <laughs> was right. like that's a book, up. man. Yeah. Take yes. notes. Shot Get to your fire, pen man. out. Yes. Shot the fire. I like him, Yes, yes. yes. Drop yes. a con if you got your pen and your book out. Boom, boom. <laughs> Let me calm down because I might I might get alter character. Yes, you might it. just get out of here. Yeah. <laughs> yes, yes, it. Listen, if you start but, speaking in Pato, I'm going to start speaking in Creole. We're not going to understand what each other Yo, saying. we could probably do it. That'd be a fire episode. That would be an incredible episode. You know what? That'd probably be a future episode. But you know what's so crazy? I want to piggyback on what you said about late payments because people don't understand how late payments are is, is like seriously detrimental to right. your credit right so for instance let's say you're doing like he said um you know you're going for whatever it is some sort of loan you can have let's say two credit two late payments uh that registers on your credit mm-hmm. let's say this bank was pretty lenient they say hey if you got one you know late payment we'll give you a pass or we'll give you a blight mm-hmm. I'm, I'm gonna teach you some parts i love it and but if you have two, they're gonna buy. Oh no 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 no! It's this person is it's, it's a wrap. Yeah, we can't do it. So right. just like he said, the importance of knowing 
your credit profile. Mm-hmm. Your number is great, but your profile is more important. Extremely important. Now, segue into my next question. Let's do it. Man, this is a big one because it happens a lot of times. Let's go. What is the difference between a charge-off <laughs> and collections? Right. Okay, so this is good. This is very, very good. So these are two of the more common. I, like I said, I have a credit restoration company myself. Um, and these are two of the more common negative accounts that we usually see on people's credit profile. So let's get into it. What is the difference between a charge-off and a collection? So let's start off with a collection. A collection is when you have an account with a creditor and you have a payment that you haven't made on that account with the creditor for over 180 days. Now, once you get to a point, 180 days equating to six months, once you get to that 180-day mark, that creditor uh, or that owner of that account can take one or two routes, right, when it comes to how they want to handle this situation. One route that they can go is they can go about sending that account into collections, which is how you end up with a collection account. Essentially, what happens when you get an account that ends up in collections is you have a one payment or it could be several payments that reach that 180 day time frame. That creditor then took that debt and sold it for a fraction of the cost to a collections agency. Right. So that they didn't completely lose out on whatever money it is that you owe them. And now that uh, that collections agency owns that debt. And now they are going to start legally pursuing you for this debt, you know, uh, uh, that that you owe. Right. So when it comes to how collection agencies operate and things of that nature, um, there's something called like a statute of limitations. Yes. Basically, when it comes to a statute of limitations, that's the legal time frame that a collections agency on paper has that they can be able to pursue you for said debt. Right. So that's just to give a little bit of insight when it comes to collections. But going back to it, like I said, with charge offs, on the other hand, uh, when you get to that 180 day mark, when it comes to a payment or multiple payments on that account that you have made, that's the other route that a creditor or, or, or yeah, a creditor or a lender can take where they could say, you know what? It's been 180 days. You haven't paid us this money that you owe us. Instead of us selling this debt for a fraction of the cost of the collections agency, we're just going to charge off that debt. And what that means is that creditor is basically writing off that debt that you owe on their taxes. Right. So that, you know, it's not a total loss on their end. But that charged off debt is going to show on your credit report as a charge off, which is going to it's going to reflect as negative. So that's the difference between the two. It's really just two different routes that a creditor could take once you've passed that 180 day threshold with an, a payment that you haven't made for that account. That's it. Wait, so that means when you when you're in collections, it doesn't show up on your credit. No, it does. History. It does. No, it does. It, it does. does. Yeah, 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 yeah. All the time. Yes. Yeah. Well, uh, there are there have well, been, because, sometimes in a show right there have been times where people have gotten accounts that have gone to collections and it doesn't pop up. Either it doesn't pop up right away or sometimes it doesn't pop up at all. But yeah, more, more often than not, it usually does pop up on the credit report. Okay, guys, there's another moment where I am the special one. Let's go. Where I was in collections. Well, you don't, don't, don't I hope they're not so, watching. So, no, they, no, no, no. No, it's okay. I paid it off already. Oh, okay, gotcha. But it was like, it was a time when, like, okay, so basically. It was, I was in collections for braces, right? Because I got Invisalign. Okay. And as we all know, Invisalign costs more than Great the Great smile, other. by the way. Thank you. No problem. <laughs> Invisalign costs more than the other stuff, right? Yeah, yeah. And it was with the same... Like, I was working at the, the dental place, mm-hmm. and then I got the Invisalign through them. Right. And then they fired me. Mm. And then I didn't find another job. And I was like, hey, guys, I can't pay this bill. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and they put me in collections. That's crazy. I was That's so tough. hurt. So, I was so hurt, and I was scared I was going to end up on my like my credit history and stuff. Right. But thank goodness that it didn't. Like thank God it didn't like end now, up there. Now let me explain why it potentially didn't come off your credit history. So by profession, I'm in medical billing. So I deal with you know you know insurance and payments patients make to the doctors and providers offices. Right. What I've learned, at least in our practices, and I can't shout out where we're at because we have some large accounts. 
But what I've learned is there's two levels of collections. We have the first level where they sell the, you know, um, the, the payment history or the, just the debt to the first level collections who is more of the threatening matter. Like your account is sent to collections, please pay this amount. And that way, you know, that's how it goes. Now, if you don't pay that first level of debt, there's a second level that now appears on your credit history. Right. That's what I've noticed in the medical industry, at least. Okay. So because that's dental, I'm thinking that it probably segue into, you know, that first level and second level because it's not on a credit score at all. It's not on her profile at all. Well, luckily for uh, people, well, I mean, with Invisalign, Invisalign is more expensive, but there was a law that came out this year, actually, where when it came comes to medical collections, any medical collection that's less than $500, if it's on your credit report, it will no, it, like, it will no longer show moving forward. I'm not sure if you guys heard about that. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, so that that's I guess one step in the right direction. But I actually didn't know that. I appreciate that. You told yeah. me something new today in terms of just the levels of it all. So that's pretty cool. Yeah, one is like the threatening. This this one is like all right, the enforcer. There you go. So um, and her her Invisalign was like 2016, 2017. Yeah. Gotcha, gotcha, gotcha. Fun fact. Let me also mention too. I don't think you. Well, no, you didn't know. We actually. Well, me. I actually faced a charge off from American Express Blue Card. I don't like that card. Um, mm. back in 2016, 2017. After, you know, and that hurt my heart because like, no, my goal is to get the Black Centurion card. They can't charge me off. Right. I need this card. Right. Um, and then a couple of years after that, I was like, nah, I can't take this. Can't take this. So I got that fixed. Mm-hmm. Turn around and I got and applied or I applied AU, mm-hmm. um, got the American Express Platinum card. <laughs> I so love it. We're on our way. We're there on our go. way. We're on so our way. Charge Listen, off. I'll be at AU and American Express Platinum because I'm going <laughs> to the lounge, yo. Come on now. Feeling we, bougie and whatnot. We started out, right? Like I said, charge off. So we're just giving you our personal experience from right. what he's telling you. Right. And now you're seeing that we are definitely going towards what? Like better, a better living, right? Mm-hmm. So again, collections, charge off. The, the same exact question that yeah, we just so answered. we're not perfect, but we're working towards excellenting. Come on now. <laughs> we, I, you know what I'm going to say? You know what I'm going to say? We ain't no experts. We just been hurt. Yes. Come on now. <laughs> Come on now. Let's go. <laughs> I love it. Yes. So, you know, thank you for just explaining no problem. that. Because I, I want to talk about our personal opinion because people may look at us like, oh, they're all cute. They're special. They know what they're doing. We we we've been yeah yeah, yeah yeah y'all been y'all been through yeah. some things yeah, yeah y'all been yeah, through some yeah, things yeah. <laughs> yeah I tell you so <laughs> how can a person go about fixing their own credit and how can negative items get removed from their credit oh no bias no bias let's go let's go this is good this is very very good okay so if someone's listening to this or if somebody's watching this I want to be able to I try and give as much value as I possibly can so. People may hear me say I have a credit restoration company and they're like, oh, he's trying to he's trying to swindle us into sign up. Like, no, you if you want to, you can fix your own credit yourself. Anybody can do it. Right. It's, it's just a matter of following a simple step by step blueprint. So if you're watching this and you have bad credit in any shape or form, if you have any negative items that's affecting your credit report, whether it's a late payment, student, lo- uh, 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 you know, student loan that you have been paying on time, uh, collection, charge off, whatever it may be. It's very simple. So. We're going to break it down step by step. So the first step is you can't fix, right, what you don't know or what you don't understand what's going on on there, right? You got to see what's going on on your report in order for you to fix your report. So you have to get access to it. So the first step that you're going to do is you're going to get access to your the most accurate breakdown and depiction of your report. The reason why I'm very specific in saying the most accurate and breakdown and depiction of your report is if I tell most people, hey, pull up your credit report, first thing you're going to do is pull up credit karma. Credit karma. Don't You better not show me credit oh karma. Oh, my god! I will put you through a table if you show me credit karma. You better not do it. I want you to, I want, if you're watching this and you want the most accurate breakdown of your credit report, there are four, three to four different credit monitoring services that you can sign up for, right? So one of them is Identity IQ. Another one is My Free Score Now. Another one is Smart Credit. And another one is My Square IQ. Uh, My Square IQ is basically Identity IQ, but just FICO, right? Because all the other three, I believe, use Vantage. So right. there's that. There's that. 
But you want to sign up for those credit monitoring services and you want to stay away from Credit Karma because a lot of times Credit Karma will show won't show accounts on there that are actually on your report that will be present um, on an identity IQ, on a smart credit and on, on a my free score now. So you want to make sure that you sign up for legitimate credit monitoring services, right? Now, once you get access to your credit report, the next step that you're going to do is you're going to take time to look through your credit report, identify what negative items on there are negatively affecting you and take time to read over those accounts and look for any inaccuracies. So a lot of people don't know this, but by law of the FCRA, which is the Fair Credit Reporting Act, any information that's furnished or any information or data that's being furnished on your credit report has to be 100% accurate across all three credit reporting agencies, right? 80 to 90% of the accounts that you guys have on your credit report that's negative and even some that are positive are not 100% accurate across Mm -hmm. all three credit reporting agencies, right? So, for example, I'll give you one great one great example. If you pull up your credit report and you find a negative account and you go to the account line account number section in not nine point nine times out of ten, that account number is usually going to say something like four, five, six, three. And it'll be like X, 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 X right Mm -hmm. after. That's not your account number. That's an inaccuracy. You can use that against the against the creditor and the credit reporting agencies to get that negative account off. Because when you sign up for that account, the account number was not four, five, six, X, 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 X. It was the full number. But the credit reporting agencies don't take time and these monitoring services don't take time to show the full number. You can use that on your behalf and to challenge the negative item to get it removed. That's an inaccuracy. Another thing is a lot of times, you know, payment history for that account will show as one thing on one credit reporting agency, but on another, as another thing for another credit reporting agency. So you may have a late payment on that account on Experian that says it's 30 days late, but on Equifax is showing that it's 60 days late. Mm. Get it off. That's an inaccuracy. That's another thing that you can use to, to you know, use to challenge it, right? Uh, another thing is the date that the account was open. On two of the credit reporting agencies, it could show that you opened it in 2010. But on the third credit reporting agency, it could show that you opened it in 2011. That's an inaccuracy. You right. can use that on your behalf. So these are all little things that you can use on your behalf to challenge these negative items that are on your report. What you're going to do is you're going to literally print out the hard copy of your credit report, get a highlighter, get a pen, whatever it may be, highlight these things, circle these things, notate these things, and uh, and use that in regards to your dispute or as a part of your dispute that you're going to be sending to Experian, TransUnion, and Equifax. Once you've identified these negative accounts and you've identified the inaccuracies that exist within these negative accounts so you can start challenging them to get them on your back, get them, get them off, um, the next thing that you're going to do before you start sending out your letter is, and you're actually supposed to do this before, you're going to go to your personal information section of your credit report. Now, the personal information section of your credit report is the very first thing that's on your credit report. Why am I telling you to go to the personal information section of your credit report? I'm glad you asked, Kamar. I'll explain. <laughs> the reason why you want to go to that section is because also when it comes to properly structuring your credit report, you're only supposed to have one name, one address, and one employer on there. Ooh. Most people don't know this, but most people don't know that. And right now on most people's credit report, they got like 18 addresses. I'm being hyperbolic, but like, yeah, like five addresses, three different spelled names and four employers that they don't work for. Here's a quick tip. A lot of people don't know some of those old addresses, employers and fit and, and misspelled names on your credit report are can be connected to negative accounts that you're looking to challenge. And if you look to get those off first or while you're disputing those negative accounts, it can improve your chances of potentially getting those negative accounts removed. Mm. So while you're also highlighting the inaccuracies that are on these different accounts, you're also going to take time to create a, P, uh, a personal information update letter. In this letter, you're just going to say, you know, I only got one name, I only got one address, and I only got one employer. These other ones, get them out of here. Mm-hmm. And a lot of times what happened, I even see it, see it still happen within my company, is when you get that personal inf- excess personal information off, the other negative accounts, and more often than not, start dropping like flies, hey. right? 
So you're you're cleaning up your personal information. You're identifying inaccuracies on your report. You're now going to take all this information. You're going to put it into to, to one letter, or you can put it into multiple letters. It's entirely up to you. And send these dispute letters to Experian, to TransUnion, and to Equifax to challenge these items on your behalf. And here's I'll give you guys another gem. A lot of people hear this and they get tripped out because like I need to because most people want to use templated letters, right? Mm-hmm. They're like, I need a letter. I need a letter. If you take time to put the letter together yourself, your chances of getting negative items removed are actually going to be improved because these credit reporting agencies are getting the same letters thousands over and over, over and over, and over mm-hmm. again. So if you take time to put your own, like, like if you're, I tell people this all the time. I'm like, hey, listen, if you want to sign with my company, cool. It's actually better if you fix your own credit because you're going to take time to put together a letter my company just doesn't have the time to do. It's going to help you. But if you guys want help in putting together a letter, I'll give you a law that you can use. 15 U.S. Code 1681EB. That's a law that they can use. 15 U.S. Code. So you go 15 U.S.C. 1681EB. You can Google it. It's basically just a law that says that, you know, all information on your credit report is supposed to be 100% accurate, right? So you took time to highlight the inaccuracies. You're using the law on your behalf. You're identifying excess personal information that's on your credit report. You put all that in one letter, send it over to the credit reporting agencies, but you're not done yet. And the last and final step is, you, it's not just going to be a one tr- one shot, you know, fix all. It's going to be a month to month process because the credit reporting agencies are very stubborn. They're going to send you letters saying, hey, we don't think this is actually you sending the letters on your behalf. <laughs> They're going to send you letters saying, hey, this is verified as accurate. Sorry, we're not taking it off. You have to keep sending those letters every 30 to 45 days right. if you want to continuously challenge the credit reporting agencies to improve your chances of getting the items moved. So that's one way that you can go about doing it. Come on now, boy, man. Come on now, I ain't playing with y'all. Man, with so y'all. you know what? You know what? I just thought about it. We're going to have to probably do a part two with you because, Come on now. you know, there's so much more we didn't get to expand on. Um, So I'm just going to ask you because we're going to wind down here. Okay. Because, uh, again, it's so much. I know credit is such an ambiguous topic <laughs> okay. that it can go so many places. Right. And fun fact, when you said hyperbole, um, hyperbole. Hyperbolic. Hyperbolic. I thought of, I thought of, uh, hyperbolic chamber. Uh-huh. Hyperbolic time chamber. Uh, oh, you dragon. Come on. Anime fan. I love so, it. So, um, before I'm, I'm losing track, um, my fine, your final one tip, right? To close this up, what would you, what final tip would you give a couple in, or individual here to have a positive credit score and report from here on out? Your last, you know, answer probably like answered it all, but like if you were to give like that one gem, like tell me one little thing I can do just to make sure I have a positive score in here on out, what would that be? Are they, do they already have, have they, are they have nothing or nothing. do they have bad credit? Fre- starting fresh, fresh, no credit. Just nothing. You know, a 19, 18 year old starting out in life. Okay, easy. All right. So, first thing, if you have nothing at all, you're going to, first thing that you're going to do is you're going to use one of the credit builder accounts that I mentioned earlier in mm-hmm. the episode, right? To start building it up. It doesn't, it doesn't have to be all of them. You could choose one. Use self lender, let it sit on your credit report for at least six months. Right. Once you get self lender to sit on your credit report for six months, the first thing that you're going to do is you're going to go and look for a credit card that's called the Discover It Cashback card, right? The Discover It Cashback card is one of the most starter friendly, credit user friendly cards that are out there that not only are you going to get you're more than likely going to get approved for but if you're a younger kid like you mentioned they also have college uh, credit cards as well right it's more or less the same thing you could either go with a college credit card if you're a college student or if you're not you could just go with the regular discovery cashback credit card it's a great credit card to have because number one if you just started building your credit you're more than likely going to get approved for it and it has amazing perks right so some of those amazing perks are with the Discover It Cashback credit card, it actually has revolving categories on cashback to where every three months you have different categories that if you use that card for those categories, you're going to get paid to basically spend money with that with with that credit card. Right. So you're going to apply for that credit card. 
After you get that credit card, you're going to let it sit on your credit report for another six months, right? So now what happened is you now have the self-lender account that's been on your credit report for a year at this point, and you have a credit card with Discover that's been on your credit report for six months. So you got a decent amount of credit history. You're going to go back, and this this one is a little bit tricky because this is only for Apple users, but if you are an Apple user, you're going to apply for the Apple credit card. Hey. I think it's one of the most underrated credit cards that's out there, and nice. it's another starter-friendly credit card. You're going to apply for the Apple credit card. It gives you 3% cash back on select categories. Uh, excuse me, 3% cash back with Apple products and select categories like Uber, Dwayne Reed, things like that. 2% cash back anywhere that you can get Apple Pay and 1% cash back everywhere else. But more importantly, the Apple credit card is very generous with limits. My first time getting the credit card, they increased my limits three times in one year, and I never asked for an increase once. Mm. Three times in one year. I started out with a $3,000 limit. It went from $3,000 to $4,500, 4500 to $8,500, and now it's at, it went from $8,500 to $11,500 in nice. one year. And that's what the starter credit card. So now you have two credit cards. You have a credit builder account, and your credit is probably in a better place than more than 90% of people that you know. So that's one quick gem. That's a great way. So you learn how to repair your credit. You now know how to build up your credit. Congratulations. There you boom. Go. <laughs> there, boom, you go. boom. there you boom. go. There you go. Shout outs to the Apple card because when we applied this year, they gave us a twelve thousand uh, dollar credit limit already. And so why I'm, did they give you a twelve thousand dollar limit? Come on, I added you as an AU. Thank you. you so I started at eight thousand and adding her brought Listen, it up to twelve. But you see that, right? So because my credit my credit history has some weight to yes, it. Yes, it your credit runneth over. Yes, my credit runneth over. The word of the day is AU. 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 Yeah, there you go. <laughs> Not AO. AU. Yeah. <laughs> well, Marvin, you know what? Just thank you so much just for blessing the It's Relational, It's Relational of Your Blood there you um, go. podcast. You know, <laughs> I appreciate you just coming and giving the gems. Um, quick shout out again to Chisel the Donuts because yeah. he actually recommended you shout to talk to my about guy. Thank you, Chisel. Yeah. Thank you. Thank fix, you. Fix your face, brother. Something's wrong there. But we'll talk about that. <laughs> He's going to punch you. It's all right. It's all right. It's all right. <laughs> He's getting back in shape. So you better. Oh, well, it's questionable. That's questionable. <laughs> we'll, we'll talk about that another time. But, you know, th this is such a loaded topic because we didn't even talk about like credit cards themselves, like the difference between statement dates, payment dates. Like we didn't even get to get into a lot of things, man. And it, it's amazing. But, you know, just just really like thank you, you know, for coming on, right? Like, it's yeah, just such thank, you, thank you, thank like you. Like I said, Marvin saved lives. <laughs> yeah, Marvin saves it. lives. Um, so to everyone out there, have a great day, a mm. great evening, That's a great good. night, and wherever you are in the world, stay blessed. Yes, be well. <laughs>